obviously now I'm talking a lot to practitioners and you know, thinking of coming on board, wanting to know more about MB and things like that. And I think there's an awful lot of insecurity that says, okay, I don't know enough, so I've got to do so. I've got to train in something else. I've got to have another modality or this, mm. I'm not getting enough, you know, I'm not getting clients, so therefore I've got to do something else or another degree. Hello and welcome. Mentoring with Geraldine is a bite-sized practitioner podcast for naturopaths, nutritionists, herbalists, and practitioners. This podcast responds directly to your needs, the needs of the practicing natural therapist. With interviews, herbal discussions, something business, and something clinical each week, you'll get the variety you need and enjoy to stay motivated in practice. Hello, everybody, and welcome again to Mentoring with Geraldine and the Bite Size Podcast. Well, I'm very excited today because I have another guest for you all. I've got Cherry Wells, who metabolic balance. Have you heard about it? It is kind of everywhere. It's in and out of all the feeds. It's in and out of all the discussions. So Cherry came from the UK where she was doing it. She trained in nutrition in the UK. She did a PhD in the UK. So she's really into her science and all of the, you know, looking everything up, how much research do we all like to do? PhD people do way more than anybody else (laughs) and ridiculous amounts, I have to say, and then decided to take up the challenge of running metabolic balance in Australia. So Cherry, tell us about yourself. It's amazing. We were just chatting before we started and I had to say, stop, stop. I need to record all this conversation because you made a huge move and a huge change. You've had quite a few changes, haven't you, from the UK to Australia and business and everything. So let's tell everybody about it. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it's been a great last, well, we've been here nearly nine years now. Yeah, I finished all of my nutrition training in the UK and I set up my practice. I was sort of two year two into my practice in the UK. And it's, that's kind of where you kind of start to see the momentum start to pick up a little bit, kind of in year two to three. And uh, yeah, I just left it all. And we decided, my husband and I, that we were going to have a new little adventure in Australia. Just we were both turning 40. That's kind of where it kind of, and we were just like, you know, we both just wanted to give it a go. So we literally just went all in. We're kind of, once we make a decision, we kind of make a decision and we come over and we bought our two boys who were nine and 11 at the time. Um, I have to say, I mean, we've had, it's been a fantastic experience. I miss, miss, miss my family and friends, obviously, you know, that goes without saying. And if I could just bring them over, oh my goodness, then I would be in blissful heaven, I have to say. But, you know, can't have everything. uh, (laughs) So how did you get, onto the nutrition train how did you start out because your phd and everything that's not nutrition yeah, no, related no so i so it was yes my phd is all in color chemistry and color physics which is how how you see and measure color effectively so it's absolutely nothing to do with nutrition but i had had a very it's a very similar story to a lot of practitioners i've had health issues primarily ibs gut and eczema tiredness and fatigue just the kind of quite general stuff that we see day in day out to be honest but I've had that for all my life it was in my early 30s just after my second son was born that I then saw a nutritional therapist myself I read a book first then I saw a nutritional therapist yeah so then it kind of all rolled on from there I think I was incredibly fortunate to be able to have an actual break 
for looking after my boys when they were little. I think that break really showed me I desperately did not want to go back into my previous job. So, which again, it's kind of relevant to mention because mm. my first main, my main job after finishing a uni and um, was market research for the food and drink market research agency, where I specialized in helping big food companies understand how to tailor and adjust their food products to make them more desirable. So people kept on eating them. As in I was on the duck side, I would probably say. (laughs) And yeah, you kind of realize that the money and the the minds and the effort and the the research that goes into, you know, why people can't stop when they open a tub of Pringles, for example. There's not a lot of research in that. There's a lot of money. And and that's where I think, you know, today when I have clients, I can totally tell them, look, it's not actually your fault. (laughs) It's really, you know, yes, you have to step up and take responsibility for it, but actually, come on, give yourself a break. Yeah. It's like the sugar thing, isn't it? It's an addiction at the end of the day. Absolutely. You're trained in those addictions. And when we manage to give up all of those things. Yeah. And it's very hard for our clients as well to recognize the change that occurs because they forget what they were like when they were unwell. They forget what they were like when they first came to you and how reliant they were on something. So we've got to be able to remind them back to where they were and then keep them going forward so they don't think, oh, it doesn't really matter. It didn't really change. And sometimes when they do that and they'll have, you know, tons of sugar and they'll quickly discover, oh, that's right. And they'll go back on the bandwagon. <laughs> but other times it doesn't work because it's yeah. slow and insidious and it's coming in. And so yeah. it's really important, isn't it, to be able to yeah. show them and say, this is the thing. This, this is, is what this is a reality. And I think, you know, we know there's a lot of money out there that really is, it's invested in keeping people unhealthy, eating poor food choices. And we can only help one person at a time in many ways with that. But it's so important to keep, to do that, to be there, to, to help when people ask for it. Yeah. Yeah. My husband noticed on an advert, we're watching the TV and they're singing, I don't care. And he got really angry and he was like, they're saying they don't care about their health. Their advertisers are actually telling them they don't have to care. So these people are going to be eating this because they can go in their heads. I don't care. I don't care. So they've got around their own negative Mm. image Mm. by telling everyone it's okay that we've got a negative image because you can say you don't care. And it's just like, oh, great marketing. And, you know, and he spotted it and it's not, it's normally me banging on about these things and he was just like oh, oh I think that once your eyes get open to these mm-hmm. kind of things unfortunately you do see them everywhere I'm yeah afraid. totally yeah. see them everywhere yeah. yeah so when you came out you came out specifically for metabolic balance and the system so ha- no how did we all get where we are no I mean we came out purely as a family to mm-hmm. restart our lives over here and really? When I came out, so in terms of metabolic balance, at the when I came out in 2013, it was then being managed by a cardiovascular surgeon in Adelaide. Right. But he was very much working with, obviously, he was working in the hospital. This was his little side project he had with his wife, basically. And I think time constraints and also working actually within the healthcare um, hospital setting, he basically did very little with MB at all. I mean, he I think he did like two trainings over five years or something like that. It was almost his little hobby project. 
And so when I came out, I signed up as a practitioner under him Mm -hmm. and I was just merrily building my practice in Brisbane. And because at the time I was the only metabolic balance practitioner in Queensland who was offering it, there were two others in Adelaide who were kind of using it, but not really too much. Yeah, I just grew my practice completely from scratch with zero contacts, I would almost say, because I mean, that's the thing, you know, when you come out, I didn't even know the different supplement companies when I came out here. I was so green because you realize how much you pick up in college, how much you pick up with university slowly over the years of your course. And of course, that was all my knowledge in the UK. And I had none about how anything was set up here. So there was a massive learning curve. But anyway, MB built my practice here. And then in 2017, I remember very distinctly, getting an email at five o'clock in the afternoon on something like the 5th or 6th of January, just stating that, yeah, they decided to not offer MB anymore and they were going to pack it in in Australia. And literally my heart just went, OMG. (laughs) Because I had all of these clients lined up for January plans. I had, it was just like, oh my God, what did my, my, my business? So literally, probably within about two hours, I'd already sent an email to head office in Germany. Next day, I'd got the the pathology sorted out. I just decided, right, no, this isn't happening. Sorry. (laughs) I'm doing this. But then I was initially... I will say I was initially looking around for someone else to take it on. I was actually looking for another person or another entity. I actually approached a few of the big companies in Australia saying, look, this is program that is amazing, gives incredible results. You could take up the training and the management of it. And nobody knew about it and nobody would talk to me about it. Right. Then I'm like, okay, I'll just do do it. it. (laughs) Gotta do it. You know, it's that whole thing almost that sort of changing who you see like I have just up until that point I was just a nutritionist working in Cleveland in a little suburb outside Brisbane yep just doing my thing just as a normal practitioner and then I just thought like you know this program is just too good I can't not bring it I can't I need to bring it to more people I can only help more people by getting more practitioners across Australia doing it so it's been a massive learning curve for me I have to say really isn't it still an ongoing learning curve but I have yeah it's been wonderful actually so how many practitioners have you put through the course now we are so we've got another training happening beginning next weekend actually in beginning of February we are now at 145 practitioners that I've trained up in five years and this comes out that February one will have already happened. So there's probably going to be one for the winter season, isn't there? Yes. There's, yeah. So there's a, I do eight a year. Oh, well, there you go. So anyone can get in at any time. There's eight a year. So we don't have to worry about any day. So I, I'm very keen on it being very much that workshop kind of setting. I'm all about personal. I mean, MB is all about personal, personalized nutrition. And we are a very small team in Australia. We, you know, if people talk to me, if they get in touch invariably, they talk to my, you know, I've got Caroline and Catherine as well, who they they could talk to. And the trainings are also kind of small groups. It's maybe 10, 12 practitioners. Sometimes if you're part of a training, you want it to be so you can ask questions. I think the biggest thing, so when I was just a practitioner in just a normal practitioner in practice, and like now I'm still a practitioner yeah yeah my whole my ethics are always I want to give the service that I would like to receive Hmm. 
Yeah. That's always been. And when I took on the training and, and the management of MB, it was like, okay, this is, I know what the training I had in 2012. And I have to say, I didn't get the full support. I would like, it was so much trial and error for me, but I persevered. I was like, now I can see this really, it was so much learning in Excel. Mm. And I just thought, well, what would I have liked to have had? Yeah. And that's what I've then, I'm now, I've put together. So, yeah. you know, it is a case of, I, you know, I do want people to be able to soar with MB as soon yep. as possible, but I can't make it happen for them either. No, it is completely down to each individual practitioner what they do with MB when they're trained in it. Because that's the other thing as well is, you know, you can't tell someone to do something or to follow up. They've trained, they might let it drop. So, yeah. I mean, I've done trainings and then I haven't done anything with it. So my yeah. obvious one I tell people about is I did a kinesiology course. Turned out I was rubbish at it. So I didn't follow up after the first level. That was it. I was done. And I yeah. I probably could have done, you know, just a couple of sessions to discover that without spending all the money. And there's lots of things that we think I need something else. I need something else. Whereas if we have a focus in an area and we stick with that focus a bit and concentrate down, we don't need all the trainings in all of the world. We don't need a PhD in no, pain chemistry no. or anything else. But I, I mean, think, I mean, to me, it's all like, it's actually about applying what you know and yeah. just sitting there and actually talking to clients. Yeah. And I think a lot of the time, Obviously, now I'm talking a lot to practitioners, you know, thinking of coming on board, wanting to know more about MB and things like that. And I think an awful lot of insecurity that says, okay, I don't know enough, so I've got to do so. I've got to train in something else. I've got to have another modality or this, mm. I'm not getting enough, you know, I'm not getting clients, so therefore I've got to do something else or another degree. Or And actually what you just need to do is really apply what you do know and yeah. know that you know an awful lot more than the average person in the street. And they that person in the street is coming to you, gives them an answer of what they should do. Yeah. And in some ways, this is what I try to get people to understand about metabolic balances, because really metabolic balance, I don't actually teach you anything particularly extra on top of your studies at all. Yeah. Because MB is for practitioners only. So I actually, I'm already expecting every practitioner that comes on board to have the right level of knowledge, yeah. to have an understanding of functional nutrition, to have done their degree or at least their advanced diploma in, in a yeah. nutrition modality. What I am actually training you in is a system that yeah. you have in your practice that allows you to get the diet right for each client. Yeah. And I think it's not a, you know, for somebody who is a perpetual student that just says, okay, I've just got to do more. I've just got to have another qualification that I have listed after my name, but then I'm going to go straight on to do something else. That's MB is not for that person at all. No. No. It's for the actual practitioner that wants a business and actually just wants to have great tools in practice to get great results for their clients. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing, isn't it? And I think it's perpetuated from college and that people train in college, they get their time in clinic in college, and then they get waved out the door and told goodbye. And so they're kind of left floundering, like, well, how yeah. do I, I can't replicate this. I can't replicate yeah. having two people in the room with me. Mm -hmm. I could have somebody on the counter, you know, if I work in a practice, but mm -hmm. mostly there's not actually a lot of practices out there looking for mm -hmm. people to work in them. So 
they're left going, oh, I need something else. This isn't mm. quite enough. So, they, I mean, that's why I've developed the graduate program is so they can, they've got somewhere yeah. to help them get out into the world. And you've done the same. It's a system to help you yeah. in an area that may be of interest to you that's going to line up what you learn with business acumen mm. to make yeah. it work so that you've got what you need. You've got a structure. You've got support. Mm. Mentoring is really important. There's yeah. lots of mentors out there. There's not just us. There's tons of them out yeah. there. And we all resonate with somebody different and we all resonate yeah. with different things. I personally haven't done MB because I'm towards the end of my business life. Why would I, you know, this is, you know, not a good time. But if I was changing my life, so like we talked before, you had children, you know, when you had your babies, you realized I've got to change from mm. this world. And so you studied nutrition. Mm-hmm. I was a nurse. I was like, I've got to change my world. This isn't working for me. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. lots of people go through that change, even though that, you know, they may have finished their mm-hmm. degrees in nutrition, naturopathy, whatever it is. They finish those. They take the break. They have the baby and they come back and they go, actually, maybe I can't remember how to do it. Or maybe I've lost my confidence because I can actually do it, but I've just lost my confidence. Or maybe this isn't for me. And then you see people segueing from one thing to another, rocking back and forth, thinking, well, this new modality will help, this will help. Whereas sometimes it's a system and results and a way of doing it that is what's needed. Yeah. <laughs> Whether it be metabolic balance or something else, yeah. there needs to be that mm. function that goes with it. Yeah. I think one of the things that I find it's important to understand though as well with metabolic balance is that it's a system that gets the diet right for a client, regardless of what this is happening with that client or what your niche might be. I think there's a quite a few preconceived ideas out there. There's, you know, like like you wonderfully said at the beginning when you said that MB seems to be coming in and out everywhere at the moment, and a lot of people are hearing about it. Mm. But I would also say a lot of people have false impressions potentially yeah. of it as well. Sometimes I've got comments that people think it's some kind of horrible market, uh, multi-level marketing thing. Oh. And that's not couldn't be further from the truth. It's absolutely nothing like that. That it's only for weight loss. That's the other thing. The reason why it's known as being great for weight loss is that it is great for weight loss. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, well, that would work. <laughs> Say, we get your food right, we get you healthy, and then we sit back and we watch what your body does with that health. And the biggest side effects that is very visible for the vast majority of people because excess weight is such a ubiquitous thing in our society mm. is that people see that they start to lose weight very gradually, but equally very healthily. Mm. But actually, the changes in inflammation is probably the key thing. And then whenever anything is inflammatory, as we know, is everywhere. That's yep. the biggest thing that we're going to see. Yeah. So again, it's what I would love a lot of practitioners to maybe if they're listening to this and thinking, oh yeah I looked at MB and it's this this or this I'm like well actually it might not be what you think it is if you're because because it is actually an incredible tool that is purely for practitioners to have in their clinic to use to get somebody's food right and that's the the, again I'm so passionate about in practitioners genuinely understanding what personalized nutrition can do because until you've actually seen it in clinic or it's or experienced it in person you still can't grasp well is it really that 
big a deal if somebody eats chicken or not? <laughs> you know, or how can it make such a difference? How can it be such a difference is really kind of sometimes what I get. Yeah. And it's kind of like, seriously, you have to experience it. When you really get the proteins right, the carbs, the fruits, the veggies actually right for somebody, the body starts working. Yeah. And that's, I think we should leave it on that really important <laughs> note. Um, okay. And I think I'll get you back in and we will talk some more about systems and what it's actually about. But I awesome. think I'll leave people on that thought note right awesome. now of what is this metabolic balance? How can I find out more about it? Which you can look in the show notes, guys, because in the show notes will be the link to Cherry and the metabolic balance so that you can look it up and really have a think about it. But if you wouldn't mind, Cherry, we'll have you back and maybe we'll talk about some of the systems within the system of how people do it and go about it. Sounds great. Lovely. Thanks a lot. Excellent. Thank you so much. And I hope you all enjoyed the bite-sized podcast and I'll see you all again soon. Thanks so much for joining me today. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe to the podcast for the weekly episodes. If you'd like even more support and learning, then the Academy is for you. Here you'll find part two of the herbal discussions, more clinical learning and case studies to support your clients and practice. Bye for now.